I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just scrolling through the news. It's you, dude. Oh, crap. Yeah, this is my thing. I thought never I had 15 re- seconds while you were doing the intro, but no, I have to do the intro for yeah, this one. you never remember that. Uh, it's because we don't... Do you not pay attention when I'm doing the intro? You don't hang on to my every word when I'm saying the same 72... Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, and movies, and TVs, and comics. No, so I don't say and between I know, movies. I know. I can't do it without it, but I know I know how it is. Uh, welcome to Just Us Losers Review, the review show that accompanies the regular Just Us Losers podcast show that doesn't have a defined title sequence because we don't do it often enough. True. Pay us money and we'll do it more. If there you, you go. Here, that's the thing. If you guys want a, a constant intro to the review, fucking go check out our Patreon. Yeah, we have a we have a Patreon. I'll do I'll do the art. I'll do your thing that I that you do during. The I'm Batman. I'm Preston. Uh, we saw a movie and we figured you probably wanted to hear about it for some reason. The the reason that we thought that doesn't actually exist. No, it's it's because you you take pity on us. You know us personally, and you're taking pity on us. We know. You know, we actually have a couple of friends that do uh, listen to our reviews like actively, like they actually wait for our reviews. So. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kaylin, that's, who's the only person that I can think of. Kaylin that's what Baker, they tell us. The only person I can think of that, that's what they say. Thanks, Kaylin, for for your ear oral support. Aural support, not oral support. We're the oral, they're the aural support. Let's move on. I'm just we saw Birds that. of Prey. Yes, we did. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. All right, before Wait, we dive Harleen in. Harley Quinzel? No, it's just Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yep. Before we dive in. General structure, as always, we're going to do a non-spoiler section and then a spoiler section. We'll do a hard cutoff and we'll we'll yell about we're doing spoilers for 30 seconds and then we'll spoil something. Um, and that's and, not an exaggeration. We do like have a pretty hefty spoiler at the end, at the beginning of every spoiler section. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably try to remember to put the timestamp in the description, but no promises. It's us. You you know our shtick. If you don't know our shtick, we're fucking idiots. And why is there a red hair? Like a long red hair in my sock. It's a red herring. That's not Andrew's hair. Red herring. I I got the joke. I ignored it because I'm I'm holding in the vomit that is building up in my stomach from holding a hair and letting it like tangle around my arm. All right. Red herring. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to do a good, bad, and the ugly, so we'll talk about the stuff that's good, we'll talk about the stuff that's bad, and then we'll talk about the stuff that's not comic relevant, or accurate, relevant. Accurate to the source material if we're talking broader. Right. So if we don't watch a movie that, if we watch a movie that's uh, not yeah. comic book based, that's source material. Cough, cough, Star Wars, cough, cough. Uh, fantastic shits and horrible crimes of everything. <laughs> that's something that violates source material if I ever fucking saw it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's how we're going to do both sections. Yep. All right. So, Matt, what do you think? I liked it. I had a lot of fun. It was fun. It, uh, the the action was really good. Yes. Um, I would. I came up with the phrase while I was watching it. Uh, John Wick as slapstick comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's not quite John Wick level, but it's sort of appealing to that sensibility of um, not very quick, cutty, lots of. Uh, sort of sweeping balletic motion and um, uh, smooth camera, 
Um, and just a, a little bit of creativity and having fun with it. Yeah. Just using the, the environment and not just punch, 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 bullet, punch, 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 bullet. Yeah. It's more punch, break your kneecap with a baseball bat, break your other kneecap with a baseball bat, yeah. break your other kneecap the other direction with the same baseball bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just really quickly looked up because uh, it does, now that I'm looking, thinking back on it, it does seem very John Wick-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, um, who, who would be in control of the way that it's cut like that? Um, that's just a combination of uh, cinematographer, director, and editor, right? Yeah. Um, Are any of them involved with anything, someone like John Wick, or someone involved in oh, with the director of John Wick? Oh, boy. Can we? Um, is there a way that we can have IMDb do that? IMDb is database. Database implies that you can do things with it to find more information. I want to find a way if IMDb can say, if these two people have been, can, have been involved in one movie together. Well, it's uh all right. So, I'm gonna pull up the IMDb pages while for you both. Do that, I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna jump into stuff anything. that I particularly liked about it. All right. Um. After seeing Itania, I saw I saw a lot of very similar acting techniques from uh, which is which is a very niche observation mm-hmm. from uh Margot Robbie, the 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 sobbing like the the crying and like the way that she would like. Uh, almost choked crying mm-hmm. was like is is the exact same way that she did that the iconic scene from uh, the Itania where she was just like staring into the mirror and just like trying to put on a happy face. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked just kind of her like her struggle with the becoming uh, becoming self identifiable. Right. Um, that was that was actually really powerful. There were a couple times that I that kind of like I got the lump in my throat from just her like struggling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's particularly one scene really really early on, so I don't mind doing it non spoilers where she's like walking out uh, back to her f- friends, and I put air quotes around that um, because she ear- hears them say overhears them talking about like oh she's gonna go back to him, uh, she's nothing without him that kind of stuff, and just seeing the look on her face was really good acting because I completely understood exactly what was going through her mind mm-hmm. for that entire process um and that's that's something that's i mean really important as an actor in a in a movie like this uh you don't expect that kind of stuff to happen in a movie where it's just like ah a bunch of really colorful beating people with bats and hammers and stuff but then like then there's this like subtly emotional uh, th- this whole emotional story um mm-hmm. that you could ignore and still get a plot from this movie. Oh yeah, but it makes. But that story itself is um, is really emotional, really, and, and makes a lot of sense. And the progression is great. Um, I have something to add on to that when we get to the bad. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What do you like? Um, it's hard to come up with specific things. I just felt like I had a good time. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I, you were laughing kind of, you were laughing hard, dude. Uh, yeah, I was having, there were a lot of funny things. Um, Ewan McGregor was having oh! just the most fun I've ever seen anyone have the on most screen. Fun. And since, uh, since this isn't, since we have ugly, but we don't have like, oh, pretty where we could talk about accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, he nailed just the mental instability, like the on a dime switching and just like mm-hmm. there, there's a scene where like he's he, something bad happens. Like they tell him something bad happens. And then a patron in his, uh, in his club 
starts laughing mm-hmm. and he fucking goes insane yeah and goes up to her and there's this just like this it's like five minutes of just this uncomfortable he's screaming at her and making her do weird things and it's just like that that is so roman sionis like mm-hmm. the, i mean the, to give credit to more than just you and like uh kathy ann and the the writers fucking they understand the characters yeah um all 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 around uh the it's black canary is a little bit different but having but they kind of changed where she came from and mm-hmm. it makes sense but there's still a lot of like element of the way that black canary is in the comics um but the getting the black mask everything involved in the black mask was just amazing mm-hmm. um victor zaz just the, the uncomfortable him like, yeah just he's unsettling but it's not like the unsettling it's not like a midsummer unsettling. Right. But it's still an unsettling where like if he's in the room you're like ah, Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just you can't take your eyes off him and it's like it's like you're watching like a wild animal or something. Exactly. It's, yeah. it was a it was I, I don't recognize the actor at all, but I don't either. Uh it was a good performance. Mm-hmm. Um the, the main the main crew, the birds of prey, good performances all around although some of them I think were a little neglected. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, I wouldn't get more into that in the bad. Um, yeah. Um, the visuals were stunning. Her raid mm-hmm. on the on the police. Oh, that was gorgeous. I it was the when she had the pink and like there was a um so I mean since we're in the non spoilers we need to do better our job when we're in the non spoilers to kind of explain what we're talking about. Yeah. Because otherwise it just makes no sense. So I mean you see this one in the trailer. She walks in. Hello, I'd like to report a terrible crime. <laughs> what crime is that? This one. <laughs> and she just proceeds like it she doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. But she has this like this uh, like a grenade launcher essentially mm-hmm. where but it uh, all the things they have like a punch to them mm-hmm. but they all have like different ones like uh sparkly graffiti, ones like mm-hmm. sm- like uh like Did you say graffiti? Dust. Confetti. <laughs> 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 Whatever. When I was a kid I messed those up all the time. Yep. I still am a kid and I still mess those up all the time. Yep. Um, but there was the two of them that she had back to back. One was blue smoke and one was pink smoke. Mm-hmm. And it was the two sides of her, like when she, she like walked through it mm-hmm. and it was the two sides of her hair dyed those two colors. And it was just a perfect shot. Yeah. And like, that's like back that, that shot was wallpaper worth like was like computer wallpaper worthy. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was so much fun. Just her, like they didn't die. So it wasn't, it did a great job of replacing gratuity and blood with just fun and glitter and colored smoke. Yeah. And like, it's like grunt birthday party in Halo. And you probably don't understand that. I don't. There's a thing you can get, like a, a, a cheat thing you can get that when you shoot a, a grunt, which is one of the aliens in the head, his head explodes in confetti and it goes, uh. yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the best thing ever. It's like that. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It, it kind of it lets it be fun because if it's if yeah. you're doing gratuity at the same time, it can get weird and unsettling. You kind of feel bad rooting for the bad guy mowing through a station full of cops. Exactly. Yeah. Unless she's doing it with a with beanbag bullets and yeah and paintballs. The only people and that's something I really liked about this. Um, it kind of avoided the uh, the Blue Lives Matter movement striking it because. She only killed mobsters. Yeah. She really only knocked, like, cops unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's indicative of more of her anti-hero direction. 
because some, that's something in the comics that, that's been happening is she's been moving to anti-hero like mm-hmm. they've been doing a whole lot to make her character it's crazy to actually like watch that happen um because uh when there was a movement briefly of break harley and joker up mm-hmm. um and it, it came around right before suicide squad and suicide squad made it a big thing because that's when people started going, wait, we should not romanticize that relationship. And that's where I jumped on board heavily for that. Mm-hmm. And then, so what they did in the comics is they had Harley break up with Joker. Mm-hmm. They had the Harley and uh, Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy comic running. Now Harley Quinn has her own comic. They had the Harley Quinn show. They have this. It's just this massive multimedia uh, initiative to split Harley from Joker and have Harley be an antihero. Okay. Because Harley's a great character. Yeah. Also, because they saw the success of Deadpool, and they're like, "We got to get on that fucking." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not make their their motives entirely creative oh, yeah. there, because yeah. it's not. But, uh, but that the that was a good move because if they had her kill cops, one, it would have sent Blue Lives Matter uh, into like a frenzy and boycott and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not taking a political stance here. That's just the people that would have boycotted. Yeah. Um, and then it also would have belittled that movement that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. To make her a sympathetic person. Yeah. When she murders a, 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 a like a, a locker room full of mobsters, who gives a shit? They're trying to kill her anyway. They're trying to kill her and the, and a kid. Yeah. But when it's just cops that are just kind of there to do good, she's just like, I'll just hit you in the chest with a beanbag or hit you in the face with a beanbag. Yeah. It'll break your glasses and knock you out for a little bit. Maybe br- br- bruise your face, but you'll be fine. Yep. And I really, really like that scene. Yeah. I think I think that was a lot of fun. I think it was well done. I got a shocking amount of like actually intelligent uh, commentary on that scene. Yeah, you started really off as like this was fun, and then I went into like the initiative that DC has with Harley Quinn. Yep. So well done. Well, good. Good. I can do things. I can smart talk words. Yep. I'm gonna drink my coffee. We have we're doing this, our next episode, and our Minnesota or uh, Oscar predictions Minnesota back to back tonight. So I have coffee. Yep. Also, my dad stained a thing, like did a, a wood stain thing, and it's the smell is in the room. So we're probably gonna go a little bit insane by the time we get to the Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Or no, the full episode. Cause we're full there. episode. Yeah, we're yeah. doing that. Anyway, last. anyway, uh, let's see. Music was fun. Music was fun. Uh, they were uh, definitely kind of going for the the. I don't want to call it the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, but they were going for the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe with the bright it, colors and the loud music. And yeah. And it was, um, it except all they actually made a pretty good movie out of it. So, huh? except they actually made a pretty good movie out of it. Ooh, Suck it. Guardians. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> hot take. Uh, yeah, no, the music was, I, I really liked the variety of the music. Yeah. And it, like uh, the certain covers they chose, they had a cover of, um, Oh, Preston, you fucking noticed it. The, uh, um, yep. Uh, uh, hit me with your best shot. Yes, that one. They had a different cover of ha, that. I knew it. I got a, a music thing from after about 1920. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, what's funny about that song, because I, I noticed it and I was like, that's not the right thing. Um, I had this toy guitar thing when I was a kid where it was like the, the, on the fretboard, it was just a slider that was real. They only had three positions mm-hmm. and you could play a few like kind of pop songs that only had like three chords. And that was one of them. Like you could do that on it. And yeah, that was, I remember that toy very vividly. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. The music was great. Um, what else? 
I kind of liked how they... So the plot starts out sort of non-linear scattershot to kind of set up mm-hmm. the characters. And I think that was a good way to do it, to keep it engaging and sort of off balance, but also introduce enough of the key players. Yeah. Just because everyone kind of comes into the story from different angles and eventually they all have a particular reason to be doing what they're doing as that, it coalesces. And that's the, and I think that was a real, that's like the best way they could have done that kind of thing. It was a very good choice. structurally, um, Especially with having a character that breaks the fourth wall as a great tool to utilize, mm-hmm. but it can be done too much. Mm-hmm. We've seen movies where it's been done too much. This movie luckily did not do it too much. It actually utilized it just the right amount. Mm-hmm. We're like, it was her. It was an unreliable storyteller. Where she was like, ah, this happened, and then this happened. Oh, oh shit. Okay, this character. Now we got to go back and tell her story. And like, right. kind of like it, it. Like, it jerks you around, and it's like having Harley Quinn tell you a story. Yeah. And it, and I really enjoyed it. And then once you get all four of them together, five of them together, then she kind of drops out. Right. It's less of a narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the story just plays out. Yeah. It's it's interesting. And I think it, it works. It works better than it should on paper. Because, like, two-thirds of the movie is just scattershot setup. Yeah. And then the last third is the actual sort of plot coalescing. Uh-huh. Um, and that seems like a mess on paper. But it works pretty well on screen. Yeah. I think it was a bold decision. I, just in general, they took some risks with this. Mm-hmm. Just they they didn't go egregious with the R rating, but you know they had a little fun with it. Um, just did things a little differently. Yep. And I I think it worked. Boy, these socks did not survive very much, did they? Not so much. No. This is literally the second time I've ever worn these socks. First uh, time was Nick's wedding. They're falling apart. Yeah, they are. Nice socks though. Thanks. They're really pretty. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of them. And I'm gonna put it on Instagram. All right. So the people know what we're talking That'll about. That'll be the thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, the, fuck, I don't remember their names because they're all new people. Uh, Smollett. Journey Smollett Bell. Journey Smollett. And she played Huntress. No. Who'd she play? Black Canary. She was Black Canary. Okay. Mary Elizabeth Winstead played Huntress. Yeah. And I realized why I recognize her because she was in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I liked, well, a good thing I called out her anyway. Uh, the two of them were really good. Yes. I liked their, the, their performances. Um, One caveat, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is too tall for this group. Yes. She's like head and shoulders above the rest of them, so they do the whole hero pose, and it's like... She's like way too tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, she's also kind of too tall for Huntress. Huntress isn't a tall person. Hmm. Italians aren't tall. They're a relatively short, like, yeah. region. Cause, I mean, you see all like the small, like that's the kind of thing. Like you got this small Italian looking at like the big Russians, like yeah, hey, I'm, I'm fucking doing the doing the hand thing. The, the hand <laughs> thing makes it make more sense when I just have a. This feels culturally insensitive. Let's move oh, on. Oh, it definitely is. I'm the worst. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is there that was good before we move into bad? We kind of covered everything. Yeah, a lot of the big picture stuff. We'll get into more when we start spoiling things, but. Uh, bad i think i might know there was one thing matt and i were talking about this on the way here Mm -hmm. that there's something that didn't click and i think both of both of us had that thought you were thinking about on the way here i think i have my idea okay say yours matt or andrew i was talking to andrew about it he mentioned suicide squad Mm -hmm. and i was talking about the tone of the movie and I think the difference between Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey is Suicide Squad didn't know what tone it wanted. Mm-hmm. 
This one knew that it wanted a bright tone into a dark tone, but the transition felt inauthentic. I don't think it ever really went dark. It kind of, it, it went a little bit, like, towards the end. The cinematography gets a little dark, and, but, like, it's dark in sort of a, the off-the-wall way that it's been going the whole movie. I, I don't think it went dark, dark. Harley Quinn's on roller skates for the finale. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. It's just, that's, that's who she is as a character. It's not even, it's not even something to look forward to. Yeah. (laughs) It's great. Um, I don't know. It just, there was something tonally. I'm, I'm going to push back on that. I think the tone was pretty consistent and pretty solid throughout. I think the issue (laughs) is with the emotional content. I, I feel like there weren't enough emotional or thematic stakes set up. It was kind of just a fun story with fun action and lots of jokes and bright visuals and loud music. And that's good. That's entertaining. Um, it's more entertaining than the Fast and Furious 9 trailer. Can we talk about the Fast and Furious 9 trailer for a second? Oh, my God. It was that three was trailers the, in one. That was the worst part of the movie right there. It's so much. It just it, it didn't know. It, like, it was the whole bit about apparently fucking John Cena. Yep. Then apparently something else. And then apparently Asian guy's back. I don't know. That don't seemed know like that a is. big hit. Yep. Uh, I saw an article about how Han came back. I don't fucking know what that means. Um, it's just Han died a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, it bad trailer. Like if you had to choose a trailer that was a bad trailer, that's a bad trailer Yep. because it relies too much on knowing the, the franchise mm-hmm. because honestly, if you want to get people into a franchise, every step along the way, you need to make sure you have a way to get people into the franchise. Yeah. People who watch this trailer, like me, who haven't seen the franchise, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, the excitement about it is Han's back. I watched it. And who? For, like, the first three quarters, like, I was like, hey, these action beats are kind of fun over the top. Maybe I should watch this. And then there's the car on the rope. It's a rope. <laughs> It's gonna break when it has the full weight of a car. So, okay. Not just the weight of a car, but like the the, force of a car. That's what I was gonna say. So, the rope can handle a certain amount of force. Force equals mass times acceleration. When a car, your mass, is going very fast, your acceleration, there's a lot of force. (laughs) Yeah. That rope's gonna fucking snap. I hope it does. Imagine that's how they actually end a couple characters, because they have a big character set, or like a cast list now, don't they? Yep. So many that they had to spin a couple of them off into their own movie. Yeah. And add more characters. Imagine that they want to, like, off a few characters, and that's how they do it. <laughs> They're like, you're not going to do this, are you? And then he does it, and then the rope snaps, and they just fly off into the ocean and die. <laughs> it's like, whoa! unceremonious end for those characters. That's not the movie we're talking about though. Okay. Back to it. Uh, birds of prey. Bad. Yeah. I think I, I buy what you're saying about Harley Quinn's story and her trying to establish her own identity. Um, for reasons we'll get into a little more in spoilers. I was, I, I never felt like that was actually there. They paid lip service to it, but there was no substance to it, so, I thought, beyond her performance, which, again, very good. My The point that I, I alluded to of um, the two stories, it's kind of in the same vein of what you're saying. Her becoming independent and the Black Mask storyline do not intertwine. Right. 
and they needed to. It, the 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 problem that I had with it, it was a great. They're both great stories, mm-hmm. or both great plots. But to me, you obviously didn't like her. Like, but like, well, I guess what you're saying. I just is don't like, think it existed. Well, yeah, and that kind of that's the it, it. It did exist to an element, but it existed exclusively from the um like on inconsequentially from the actual main plot. Yeah, and that's where the the problem was. Okay, was you needed to have like. The plot, it's the plot that was written for the black. It's like they wrote the plot for Black Mask, and they wrote for the the plot for her emancipation, and they just put them together. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what happened because they had the Birds of Prey movie mm-hmm. planned, and then I guess they kind of everyone liked Harley Quinn, and then this movement to try to get Harley Quinn independent, they just threw her in there, mm-hmm. and it, they didn't write the story to be connected. Okay, and I think that's one of the reasons I didn't really like. I didn't because the her becoming independent was supposed to be important throughout the whole movie. The movie's called The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Fantabulous. The Fantabulous Emancipation. Get your adjectives in there. You kind of lose that. Yeah. Once things get together. Yeah. And I think that may be one of the reasons. Maybe that's like, maybe that's where I saw that that in uh, that inauthentic tonal transition. It wasn't a mm. tonal transition. It was not integrating something that was pivotal to the early to the first act into the final act. I could see it. Um, wow, yeah. I'm smart. Look at you go. <laughs> uh, and I use a lot of big words. Yeah. Look at me. Integrating, differentiating. I didn't say differentiate. Well, Fucking uh, pay attention to Laplace me. Laplace transformating. <laughs> <laughs> what are other Laplace? Laplace transforms. You haven't taken Diffie. Did you take Diffie? I didn't take Diffie but Laplace, oh. Laplace method is a, is a uh, decision-making technique. Huh. It's probably... It's, it's a little bit worse than the Hurwitz method. Probably the same Laplace. Well... Yeah, probably the same Laplace, probably a different thing. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. we've had this conversation. I looked it up as the same day. Anyway, anyway. not math. We're not talking about math. <laughs> um, Sometimes we are. We're not nerds. That reminds me, I have a game theory problem for you later. All right, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that may be where I saw that disconnect. It's like around mid-Act 2, what I really, really liked about Act 1 disappeared. Mm-hmm. And that may be... I, I may have subconsciously attached what I liked in Act Two, her emotion to the to the bright colors in that tone, mm-hmm. and then when her when her story disappeared, my brain thought that the bright colors in that tone disappeared and it went darker. Mm-hmm. So that may have been kind of a a, a a relational disconnect I had. Okay, I see it. I buy it. We are on the same page, sorta. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah it it. It was really more of two, like a kind of a two movie anthology where it was like the the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, where it was the emancipation of Harley Quinn for a little bit, and then it became Birds of Prey. Right. One thing I did like. That's in spoilers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Um. But yeah. So that's that's something that that I think the the movie kind of suffered for. Mm-hmm. Um. Just this. Just not keeping it going the whole time and not tying yeah. itself together the whole time. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to double down on my emotional stakes argument a little bit. Um, I w- was not super invested in the outcome. Um, we'll get into that a little bit in spoilers, but uh, I was the whole time I was trying to compare it to Deadpool because they're kind of similar movies tonally. Yeah. And um, I, I think the thing with Deadpool is I was invested in Wade and uh, Vanessa's relationship the whole time. So there's an actual like emotional core there for me to root for. 
even though the movie's just goofy and off the rails, there's something to keep me involved and just kind of put that extra step over the edge. Yeah. And in this one, I didn't feel like there were those same emotional stakes. Gotcha. At least not on the same level. And that might be, I, I think it's like you're saying, it, they started out that way and then they kind of chop it off at the knees. Yeah. So. Or they beat the knees with the hammer <laughs> with the, with the, with the, with the uh, bat. Man, if I had if I had stuck that landing, it would have been a good joke. But I struggled hard to fucking figure out what that weapon was. Hammer, mallet, bat. Got it. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh, back to good. Uh, I, I, this was one of the things early on that I said that if they do this, if they don't do this, then I'm gonna be super pissed. Making Black Canary a master master fighter. Mm-hmm. Her with the legs, like, that's the thing. She mostly fights with her legs. Mm-hmm. Her first fight scene was fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, I was, like, she just, the the force of her kicks mm-hmm. and just the shit she could do with her legs was amazing. And that mm-hmm. was, black. that's the Black Canary I expected. Yep. I'm glad that they, like, that they actually made her a master martial artist. Yeah. Um, because if they hadn't, it would have been really upsetting. Yes. Very good. I also, I like that they did all of that fighting and completely avoided the black widow crotch to face move. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that one gets old fast. Yes, it does. And there were a lot of just very innovative ways of doing a lot of damage to the human body. There was, Oh God, there was one that I, I really know. I really remember just when Harley was like, it, there was, it was, the fighting was realistic too. It wasn't superhero. where it was like, you couldn't break it up. Like there was the guy that yeah. came up behind Harley and like like grabbed her, mm-hmm. and she was like trying to break out of it. She was yeah. trying all these. She, she hits like, him a couple times. She hits him a couple times, gets the bat between his legs, like twists the bat like you would, because that would break the arms. Yeah, he, it breaks it, and then he goes back. Like it was yeah. that a normal like an MCU movie would have him fly back from that. Right. Like that's the amount of force that had that. But he was just like ah, and then grabs. But then she like kind of does this thing where she kind of like uh, vaults back, and then flings herself under the legs and mm-hmm. flips him upside down. Yep. That was really interesting. Yeah. I've never seen that happen before. Cause like, usually it's like, uh, you just kind of like break out. Like you just like, m- m- like strong man it mm-hmm. or you like punch the guy in the face and he lets go or you go for his leg or something and he Head lets butt. go Headbutt, like just all these different ways. But she just went under him and like flipped him. Yeah. And that was really interesting. Yeah. And I remember that vividly. This is, this is one where, I don't know if I'll go back and watch the whole thing, but I'll probably rewatch all the fight scenes a few yeah. times. Just I'm gonna wait for, for the... I'm gonna wait for movie clips to come up with the fight scenes. Yes. <laughs> just to just to watch all the the just different fun ways that you can cause a lot of pain. Yeah. And that's another thing. This action it felt like it hurt. Like yeah. there's a there's a yeah. there's a shot. It's it's not a long shot, but it's several seconds long. Where at some point in the middle, she just smacks a dude in the head with a baseball bat, and it looks like she. <laughs> Hits a dude in the head yeah. with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. And the the sound of the baseball bat was subdued enough that it actually made it seem like it came from the mics. Right. Not from Foley. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, they're actually killing these people. <laughs> Extra. Uh, we'll pay you $100. And also, you're going to die. But you're going to die getting hit in the face by Margot Robbie. So there's that. He's like, oh. Bet I'm for it. <laughs> I'm trying to find what's the. I mean, the fact that like the stunts department has one of the most stacked like visual effects is 207. Yeah, that is massively like by far the most. But then there's camera and electrical department with 95. Stunts is 84 people. Yeah, I can't find it. Doesn't 
tell me who like the I guess the coordinator is the stunt coordinator. That'd probably be the oh, person. Wait. Yeah, uh, these are all stunt performers. Stunt. Oh, I'm gonna kind of scroll through this while we talk about more. Okay. Um, other bad. I don't like doing this because it's kind of unfair, but Ella J. Bosco was not particularly convincing. She's the she's, she's Sandra the, Kane. Yeah. Not particularly convincing. There was just some lines that she delivered that just felt like Jake Lloyd, just like kind of bad performance. And I know she's 13. Yeah. It's kind of unfair. She was born in 2006. That's unfair. That's not fair. Unfair. No. Nah. <laughs> nah. uh, but yeah, no, just just to at least kind of put that out there. Yeah. It was one of the weaker parts of the movie. Just... I think, well, I think part of the problem is she's written more as a MacGuffin than an actual character. What's a MacGuffin? The object, the Death Star plans that everyone's oh, gotcha. trying to get. Everyone's got to protect plot reasons. That was done really well. Like mm-hmm. in the final scene, basically, it's just all all five, four of these fighters trying to keep her protected, mm-hmm. and that was really interesting to watch that happen. Uh, yeah. I can actually uh, delve a bit more into it in spoilers because there's a couple elements that are a little bit spoilery that I want to yeah. talk about. That last fight scene was really really good. I like the way yeah. that they did the whole thing. Yep. Not last fight scene. Most mostly, I have a couple complaints. Yeah. Um. I have some just like little nitpicky things. There's just some, some moments where it felt like they were sort of going for the off the wall Harley Quinn cutesy, and it just kind of came off as ringing false. Uh-huh. Um, like the, there's one she's, where she's like, a guy's like menacing. I'm gonna kill you, Harley. I'm gonna get you. And she's just like, oh, Penny. Like, oh yeah. That just felt like a little too much. Yeah. Like I, I, I buy that this character is crazy and just kind of she's gonna do her own thing but she's also like a, has enough situational aroundness a, aroundness aroundness <laughs> she has some situational aroundness ladies and gentlemen <laughs> uh no she's got enough situational awareness to know after she had a conversation with this guy and like put up her fists to fight him that she's gonna have to do something here yeah it it didn't entire. It just there were a couple little moments like that that didn't ring true. Yeah, the the stunt coordinator is not in that in that thing, so I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna find mm. <laughs> the stunt coordinator. <laughs> oh well. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, there was a couple times where it just it would kick off in a weird way. Yeah. Um, should I jump into ugly? Yeah, let's jump into ugly a little bit. The for the most part, they kept characters very similar. Uh, the Huntress, they went with Greg Rucka's uh, early 2000s run of mm-hmm. her. Because um, before, she was like 18 when she watched her parents die. And then shit happened. But in Greg Rucka's, it was she watched her whole family get murdered when she was six. Um, there were elements of her backstory that... I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because it's not like a big plot twist. Yeah. about things um well there is one relatively plot twist but it's kind of one you don't really care about by the time it gets there mm-hmm. uh you know which one i'm talking yeah. about <laughs> um but yeah no they kind of went with that one early 2000s which is good because that's the that's the last helena bertinelli one mm-hmm. before they really just kind of committed to her being helen wayne mm-hmm. um with black canary they completely kind of they changed from what i know of which is not a whole lot of black about Black Canary. She's kind of close to the top of my list of people I want to read more about. Um, she doesn't come from a family on the streets or like come from off the streets kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She references her mom 
being someone who worked close with the with the uh, police. Mm-hmm. The original Dino Lance had Dino like uh, the I think pre crisis. The Dino Lance Black Canary's mom was also Black Canary. Okay. So I think maybe that was a reference to that, to her mom was kind of the Black Canary before her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got the name from her mom. Maybe her mom was a crime fighter. Because mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, they haven't done something like in the MCU where they established once Iron Man came out, that's like kind of the first world known superheroes and superheroes just came out of the woodwork. Right. Um, we don't know what the status is with the DC thing. Yeah. Batman and Superman had just kind of been around. Oh, Superman came around and it was like this first thing. But it's also like this universe is much less cohesive than the yeah. MCU. Yeah. Uh, it kind of breaks its own internal consistency. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, the Superman, this first superhero. And then apparently Batman's been around for a while or something. Yeah. Um, but at that point, he'd been like a urban legend. So maybe like. Superman was the first quote unquote superhero, but there was all these like other small things like these kind of crime fighter vigilantes, mm-hmm. uh, like the black canary would have been because, yeah. uh, the first black canary did not have the canary cry. So she was just this punch everybody, uh, mm-hmm. vigilante. Um, the Cassandra Kane, completely different backstory. Like kind of felt like it would have had completely to have different. Um, I was talking to Matt about this. Uh, we've referenced this every time we have a comic book movie. It's kind of hard to do an ugly section with a movie that's completely or a, a story that's completely original, right? Um, like you can do stuff with Infinity War. If we'd actually read the Infinity War story, we could talk about what's different with the Infinity War. Uh, but this is just an entirely new thing. Um, the ugly things that we knew going in: Oracle's not involved. Oracle and mm-hmm. uh, Black Canary are the two founders of uh, Birds of Prey. Um, Renee Montoya and Cassandra Kane were never parts of the Birds of Prey. Neither was Harley Quinn. Um, and, uh, just, uh, kind of stuff like that. Um, but Cassandra Kane, she's the daughter of, I forgot to look it up. Michael Kane and cocaine. <laughs> just Michael Kane <laughs> fucking way hyped up on coke. And then just Cassie just pops out. No, uh, Lady Shiva. Who's okay. like a super fucking hyper assassin, like mm-hmm. the one that Batman could barely beat every time, um, and someone else. I, I I struggle to say Slade Wilson, but I don't think it's him. Um, I think it might be him. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely him. Okay. Slade Wilson and, uh, and Lady Shiva. All right. So two of the most deadly assassins popped out that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's di- she's different in this. She comes yes. from like arguing parents, like a dysfunctional family. That was foster family. Foster family. So she. Didn't, so she could still be. <gasps> no, never mind. Lady Shiva could still be Asian. Yeah. We don't have a Lady Shiva established yet. We could no. get. She could end up growing up to be this assassin person. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know. Uh, we don't have a Slade Wilson. We do have a Slade Wilson. Yeah, we do. In this world. Joe Manganiello. Joe Mang- Mango. Joe Mango. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so so they might stick to that, but so I guess I for, I didn't register the foster thing very well. Mm-hmm. That is foster family makes sense why she would be in a foster family because there's no way that she's going to be raised by two assassins who are constantly going everywhere. You got Slade's too distracted forming the Injustice League with Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> um, Lady Shiva doesn't exist. She's probably over in fucking East Asia killing people because that's yep. kind of East Asia slash Russia. Um, so that's probably what she's up to. Yep. Um, well, Russia could be East Asia. Yeah. They've got <laughs> some Russia over there. <laughs> they got some Russia over there. 
Um, so yeah, that could, that could still be a thing. As of right now, I'm considering it ugly because they didn't establish any of that stuff. But they leave the door open. They leave the door open. Okay. Um, Harley Quinn, I mean, her story is the comics. Yeah. She, she, they literally did like an animated introduction to her, her story. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm burping up coffee because since we're doing three things in a row, I needed coffee. Um, who am I missing? Oh, Renee Montoya. Alcoholic ex-cop. Fucking love it. Sounds that's, good. That's one of the big things that she was. So she was like this cop uh, that did a lot of stuff. There was some there was some storylines and blah, blah, blah. Uh, by the time she actually becomes a major character, uh, she becomes a major character after the No Man's Land storyline, which okay. a lot of these characters actually have a big, well, the No Man's Land storyline is a huge fucking crossover storyline with mm-hmm. Batman. Um, but she kind of becomes a pivotal role after that. Uh, okay. She gets promoted uh, to detective, gets partnered with Harvey, Harvey um, Bullock. Bullock gets promoted. She's, and then it kind of follows her through that. Um, she's kind of that viewpoint of the, in what, of, of the GCPD mm-hmm. character uh, from the, from the, early 90s uh she's in nightfall so yeah i think because i think no man's land was in 92 okay i think don't fucking quote me on that um but she yeah she became a major character and by 52 you fucking fact check me yep fact check i'm me. quoting you on it um in the 52 storyline where i talked about how she became questioned mm-hmm. that she, at the beginning of that she was an alcoholic ex-cop Okay. Um, and just kind of the reference with uh, her ex referencing like, oh, hey, it's almost noon. Shouldn't you be drinking by now? Is a great just kind of like subtle. And then uh, they don't say that she's an alcoholic. What? 99. 99. Is after? Interesting. Okay. Well, I, guess, well, I did mention she's in Nightfall, but she's not a constant. She's not a recurring character. She's not like a pivotal character. Not a pivotal character. Yeah. She's in it a lot. She becomes she's kind a pivotal of the, character. After she's, the, she's kind of the ground level police perspective. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she's she's pretty accurate. She doesn't have a lot of backstory. The, the, like she's, she's lesbian. They got that mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Um, and they don't actually, one thing I really did like is they didn't force that all the time. Right. Like they bickered like an ex-couple mm-hmm. and really just didn't acknowledge that they didn't like go like, they didn't just forced to the lesbian thing all the time yeah it it's, felt it felt incidental almost yeah. like this the, it could have been a straight relationship and the yep. story would have been the exact same yep exactly that's the way to do way it. it should be done yep um says two straight males <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so that's uh really all i need to, uh her uh hyenas her hyena was named bruce in the movie her two hyenas are named bud and lou in the comics so that's inaccurate. But well, it they kind have... of portmanteaus to blue, which is similar to Bruce. It's a stretch. It's I a know. very big stretch. <laughs> um, I forgot that she, because they say that in the trailer, I forgot she named him Bruce. And I was just like, yep. which one she going to name? Is it Bud or is it Lou? She's like, Bruce. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other references to anything. Uh Victor Zaz. No, yep, they, they, he, he was pretty much that. Um, I don't know what what was with the face cutting thing. That just sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Also, that was vaguely spoilery, but really not. It's pretty early on they established it. There was something involving the cutting of faces. Yeah. And we won't say more than that. Cool. Tell the spoiler part. Speaking of. You need a rating. Oh, shit. 
Ah. Uh, um, you do yours first. Uh, let's see. I'm kind of getting bored of my thumbs up. Um, hmm. I need to come up with a better system. You do yours first. God I'll come up with it. a better rating system. So, overhaul my whole way of doing things. I've been craving a lot of IHOP lately. I've been to IHOP twice in the past week, so I'm probably going to do something about IHOP. That's um, a bad decision. It feels like it feels like leftovers. Like like leftovers <laughs> that like leftovers of a meal that you probably shouldn't let be leftovers cuz I had pancakes be leftovers. And then feel right. They're still pancakes. Pancakes are amazing, and I love pancakes. But like the the expectation of what you would get from the pancakes the second time like so I, i'm basically envisioning the first so the first chunk where i talked about what i liked about it mm-hmm. is getting fresh pancakes the second chunk is getting the leftover pancakes where it loses the element of like the, the sponginess mm-hmm. that you get originally and like the and the top is kind of like firm so none of the uh None of the syrup, or in the analogy, none of the emotional connection really seeps into the story of it. Mm-hmm. It's leftover pancakes. All right. Where it's hardened on the top and things just don't, like, sit in. It's just, like, this kind of, like, really just, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Um, I can't think of the word. I It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, God. What a podcast viscosity of um shit i give up i'll think of it later leftover pancakes leftover pancakes it's a little upsetting but like you know it's still pancakes yeah i'll eat them yep um deadpool minus midsummer superstitial superstitial super no it's not uh it's it's along that word it's along that word super superficial superficial i think that's the word i'm looking for wow that's a Unimpressive word for all that work. I know. Well, you know, I'm, I'm an unimpressive person for I, all that work. Yeah, we know. Super. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah. Might... Superficial. Existing or occurring at or the, on the surface. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Deadpool minus Midsummer. Deadpool minus Midsummer. Interesting. Deadpool minus Midsummer. I I feel like it. Plus. What... Plus negative midsummer. I feel like it's fucking minus midsummer. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> well, what, what are you saying from midsummer that, like, what are you saying about midsummer that is missing from Deadpool? Midsummer, at its core, is thematically about the breakup and the emotional fallout and those emotional connections. Here, it's incidental if it exists at all to the main story. Got it. I think I I really like that that way of explaining like a movie mm-hmm. as long as you kind of explain what aspects of yeah. things are missing. Cause yeah. if you just say Deadpool minus Midsummer, it's like Deadpool <laughs> minus like really unsettling scenes. <laughs> it's uh yeah. So it's there's definitely unsettling scenes in this movie, my dude. Yes. No, it's uh, it's got the, the fun of Deadpool. Um, it lacks kind of a cross product of Deadpool and Midsummer where there's like, cause there's no, emotional stuff like there's no breakup stuff at all in deadpool right so that cancels out the that multiplied by the emotional oh stuff of yeah math jokes guys hey there we go you multiply the similar aspects yep it's the cross product i fucking figured it out oh, there we go you get the unsettlingness from midsummer. yeah 
but I was I was going more for just the the fact that there's an emotional core around the breakup. Yeah. Not the unsettling. Although there is some of that. There is unsettling because yeah. he's both of the villains are pretty fucking unsettling at some yeah. point. No, that's that's fair. All right. Cross product of Deadpool and Midsummer. There we go. All right, people, if you ever want to understand what Matt's saying about a movie, you're going to have to learn some math. (laughs) There we go. This is incentives for you to stop listening to the podcast entirely. All right. Spoilers? Spoilers? Let's spoil this movie. Spoil everything. We're going to spoil the balls off it like your pancakes are spoiled. Yeah, they got them as leftovers. You know who else is spoiled? Fucking uh, the the Black Mask. Like his whole thing was being spoiled. Like he put the silver spoon in his mouth, and then. Later, they show him eating from, like, the fancy egg thing. <laughs> I love that. That's actually... I forgot to talk about that in good. Um, so, if people are still paying attention in good, then or in non-spoiler, then it's fine. Because the, the whole... His whole story... His whole backstory is accurate. Okay. They didn't talk about his family dying. Mm-hmm. Um, he was outed. Uh, his his dad did kick him out of... Uh, gel, um, je, je, fuck. I'm drawing a blank on it. The the Sionis Empire. Mm-hmm. It did like out him because he was like Janus. Janus, yes. Because there was a graffitied sign in the Oh uh, anus. it said Anus Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> I had a chuckle at that one. Um <laughs> yeah, put so, me uh, in a chuckly mood. They did uh, in the comics they did kick him out and that like sent him into a rage. Uh I believe in one in one history he did kill his own parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, in others he uh his parents were killed. And he went and he made his mask out of his dad's ebony casket, kind mm-hmm. of as a fuck you to his dad, um, kind of stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so there's a whole bunch. No mind control. No. That would have been a bit much for this movie, I think. They did the canary cry. I think if they had done some element of, like, um, uh, I, I guess they, they kind of did more of, like, his, like, uh, clout that kind of, like, People would do it. Mm-hmm. People anyway. just follow him. Zaz like seems to be almost too much, just hanging on his every word. Yeah, like more so than you'd expect from a basically just otherwise murderous psychopath. The when they were injecting something in his neck, I'm actually really glad that they didn't. I thought they were gonna go with like that's the mind cr- mind control thing that like they're injecting oh, yeah. with powers. It's like, oh fuck, please no, because that would have killed the movie for me. Yeah, that's way too stupid. Um, what was that? Do we even know? I just drugs. Acupuncture? I thought it was. I thought it was acupuncture, but yeah, I don't know. I just loved the switch. Like he, th- that's the one moment that like I really saw that like uh, that bipolar where mm-hmm. he was like relaxing and then heard one bad bit of bad news and he just lost his shit. He was like, "Get the fuck out! Get out!" Yeah, like that's my shit. Like that, it's mm-hmm. or that's my things. That diamond is my things. <laughs> uh, we don't really have anything spoilery. Grenades. Grenades. <laughs> I was yeah, like, they blow the shit out of him. I was like, going into this movie, even before I started watching, I was like, I'm very curious just to see how they end this because it's going to be such an off the wall thing. Like, are they going to go completely over the top and just blow stuff up? Is, uh, are they going to kind of low key it? Is it going to be like a just kind of out of left field? He gets shot in the face and dies. And I think that was a great way to do it. Yeah. I was. Oh boy, dude! I was like, I'm not even a woman, and the whole movie I was like, "Fuck, for the love of God, do not let Batman show up and save the day." Oh no, that was like, never gonna happen in this. Like, if just anything like that, given that like most of the crew was women, I don't think they would allow that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was kind of preparing for that, 
I'm like just preparing for that massive disappointment. Who would have played Batman? That's though? the thing. I was preparing for it. I was like, please fucking don't. But also, I'm interested to see who they would choose if they would do Pattinson or... Imagine that that would be the introduction. That would actually be really interesting, though, if they did do that. Where they, he didn't come in and save the day. Mm-hmm. He came in and was like, get out of my way. I gotta do... Like, this is, this is my mm-hmm. fucking job. And then there's, like, Montoya or, like, Black Canary just looking at him and go, get the fuck out. This is our thing. <laughs> um, or, like, maybe he gets pulled, like, Joker does something stupid and he's just like, oh, mm-hmm. gotta go. Like, I, that's more important than Cyanus. Yeah. Because given that Black Mask is established here, Batman surely crossed paths with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I... It, yeah. The fact that they really didn't reference Batman at all is is actually it doesn't very little. Yeah, well at all. Yes, he's name dropped. Batman, not Bruce Wayne. That hunky Wayne guy. Yeah, that's the only reference to Batman, but that but not Batman. Cuz to them those are two different people. Right. Yeah, but they never mentioned Batman at all. They're in Gotham. Mhm. Like it just any like it's not it's not mentioned... a fact of like you need to no, they mentioned Batman. How'd they mention him? I don't. Oh, remember. I got arrested by Batman. Yeah. Um. She's like, get arrested by Batman. That thing. Mm-hmm. So I. Okay. Nope. Satisfied. That's all I needed. All right. Just a, a reference. Because someone who's so pervasive in Gotham, like Batman, should at least come like be mentioned in passing to supervillains and superheroes and stuff. That's something I liked about this, though. If I mean, I guess if we're getting into spoilery, good. This really felt like a a lived-in universe where superheroes were kind of just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the Joker is, he's big and he's a major figure. He's not, like, world-ending, brand-new threat like he is in uh, Dark Knight Trilogy. Yeah. Um, he's not, like, the escalation. He's just, he's a fact of life, force of nature. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just felt like all those characters were like that. You were talking about the history with Black Canary. That I just, it makes it feel like a universe where superheroes have kind of been part of the fabric of the society for a while. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think yeah. that was well done. Exactly. Yeah. It's a hard thing to capture. Yeah. Um, uh, what else, what else was like really good spoiler wise? Um, fuck. Uh, her cry. Ah, uh, I was like, they're going to do it. When are they going to do it? And I like that it was a one time shot. Mm-hmm. Because doing it like that, that's not something she can do in the, like, like, the mm-hmm. uh, fucking, let me rephrase that. Doing it that hard and for that long would be exhausting for her. That's what she said. Oh, you motherfucker. You walked right into that one. You are sexist. You are a pig. <laughs> uh, no, like, that makes sense why she would get exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um,. They don't explain why Renee Montoya knows that she can do that. Because she worked with her mom. Because she worked with her mom. Yeah, they do explain it. This is a pretty well-written movie. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Am I opposite homecoming Yeah. Hey! <laughs> You're... Home-going-away-ing. <laughs> Not homecoming, far from homing. Far from homing. I'm near to homing. <laughs> I'm homecoming! There it is. <laughs> you know they really should have switched those two movies being far from home and then coming home yep nice um yeah uh that was that was really good i liked that that was like a one shot like it was kind of like um uh tony like the one good part of uh iron man 2 uh when he like it was like this is a one shot deal dude with his laser 
That was the one good part of Iron Man too. Well, I mean, I want my board. My board. My beard. Boyd. My beard. <laughs> With my beard. Um, I mean, that was a that was an element that I liked that they did it that way. That like that he mm-hmm. suddenly just doesn't have these lasers they can use everywhere, and he still couldn't, could he? No, like, he, I don't he think the, so. He he busts out at some point. He had the eje- he had the ejection thing that he could a couple times, mm-hmm. but like he couldn't. It uses a lot of energy and stuff like that. Yeah. Until like you know, Infinity or uh, Endgame when he's just everything he can do just always yeah. all the time. Um, yeah, no, uh, I liked the, the way that they did the canary cry, um, and, and making it, referencing it at least early, mm-hmm. uh, to the, the glass breaking, which we saw in the trailers, um, but saving it till then. Like, yeah. It wasn't just, a, oh, I can suddenly do this. It was established early on, untouched, then it was that. It's payoff. Foreshadowing, payoff. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, payoff. Yep. Um... I like that Harley Quinn is Har- they took two of the ca- the two characters that are most are definitely not in the Birds of Prey. Renee Montoya I can see being in the Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. Cassandra Kane, this Cassandra Kane at least uh, was never part of Birds of Prey, and well, she's Harley also Quinn. more MacGuffin than character. Yeah, the two of them leaving and uh, leaving the Birds of Prey allows for a Birds of Prey minus Harley Quinn movie still to come, mm-hmm. which there definitely will be. Yep. I think okay. I don't think there definitely will be because the box office numbers are not great on this so far. I mean, box office numbers weren't great on like Justice League, are they? Not great on Justice League, no. But they kept them coming, kept movies coming. Well, they already had other stuff in production, and they'd already hit with Wonder Woman, so they kind of knew true. where they needed to go after yeah, that. That's fair. Um, I don't know. I think my kind of vague theory on what's going to happen, which all of my theories have come out perfectly and always accurate mm-hmm. i think they're gonna see how batman goes and maybe build the bat family okay um because there's still the birth that they, they haven't said the uh bat girl movies never happening right yet of course they've said a million fucking movies are happening and none of them are not happening yet um right they haven't like canceled any movies yet i don't think so um hell if marvel's doing a or like sony's doing a fucking craven movie DC can do a few more movies. Yeah. Um, I think what they might do is they might try to build the Bat Family. Because the Birds of Prey is very rooted in the Bat Family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they might do a little bit of that. Um, kind of catch the... Uh, bring in more characters that they can add to the Birds of Prey. Um, depending on how Batman goes. And how they do that with the world. Um, I think it's fair. It's it's still the same universe. They're, they are doing that. With Shazam having uh, Superman show up. Right. Um, well, and having the Batarang. Three quarters of Superman show up. Yeah. And having the Batarang that is Ben Affleck's Batarang. Mm-hmm. It's still the same universe. I'm curious. I think... You think the Matt Reeves Batman is going to be similar to the Joaquin Phoenix Joker? It's just a different thing. No. I think it's going to exist within, within sort of the loose confines of this universe that they have right now. Um, cause uh, these movies, they nominally exist in the same universe, but they're making no effort to interconnect them. Yeah. I think it's going to be another one of those where it nominally exists in the same universe. We get name drops. We don't get explicit efforts to connect them. Yeah. I'm really interested to see how they, cause I do want them to bring it all back together at some point. 
Mm-hmm. I would love to see a good Justice League movie. Yeah. Where all the characters are developed and get something like that really good. That'd be fun. I'd, I, I'm really interested because the only way they're going to make this this Batman come in here, come into this universe, and like replace Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. the only way to do that is something very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they might take the opportunity and just kind of like go a little bit nuts because they're doing the new gods. Yeah. They can do something a little bit nuts that changes some things. Yeah. Like maybe. Oh no. I just thought of a theory that could work, but I don't want it to happen. Ezra Miller just appeared in the CW stuff. They just did crisis infinite earths. Uh Oh, Oh, please, fuck, for the love of God, Warner Brothers, do not let the CW explain something that happens in the movies. Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. I will actually have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I will I I will not be able to continue in life. Calm down, this probably isn't happening. I'm angry for something that hasn't happened. <laughs> and won't. <laughs> and won't. It won't. Stay strong. This anyway, won't that's happen. not what we're talking about. No, it's Birds not. of Prey. Uh, no. Good. Anything else good that's, like, we kind of touched on a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's big picture stuff. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of just little moments that had me really chuckling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anus corporation. Yeah. Anus. <laughs> um, yeah, there, it was a lot of foreshadowing stuff. There was nothing, no Deus Ex Machina, no, like, how did that get set up? Everything that happened, you got a reference to early. Yeah. Like it just even in passing comment, like when when Cassie picked up the grenade and was like, "Nice, mm-hmm. that happened later." Um, that being said, Joker takes all the guns but leaves the crate full of grenades. Doesn't feel very true to form. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there were a couple of moments well, where no, I was like, "Joker took his stuff. That was her stuff." That's why the bat and, the, uh, and the, the suit and stuff was in there. Okay. I loved the references to all the original Harley Quinn stuff that we never saw in the movies before. Mm-hmm. Like the black and red diamond yeah. dress. I love the Harley Quinn, uh, the Harley Quinn outfit. Yep. Uh, like a, a good Harley Quinn. Not the like sexy part of it. Like, right. Her, the original Harley Quinn is a full body suit. Right. Um, I, lo- I just love that color scheme. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm a dark side person. Yeah. Um. Dark side of the force, also dark side, new gods. Let's bring that around. Yeah. Um. Yes. So their fight. Uh, having her be having Cassie be a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Just this like. They. It's clear that they all had her in their periphery. Right. And if they needed, if she needed saving, they would step in. Right. And they had that ability to do it, and they all did it in their own way. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. Like they were even. They weren't even like standing around her. Like uh, I think um, uh, 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 Black Canary pushes her at one point just to yeah. get her out of the way. Yeah. Like fucking stay safe, idiot. Yep. Um, I don't really like that. I like the way that the rubber hands worked. That was she. Yeah. Harley Quinn just kind of pulls one back and then slaps the guy in the face <laughs> with it. I liked the when they were going into the building, the the two hands that were up, and one of them had the uh, the ring finger gone, so it was mm-hmm. the shocker. Nah, I missed that. <laughs> um. The uh, yeah, I mean amusement mile. Do you know about amusement mile? I don't, unless it's the thing that came up in Dark Knight Returns. It did probably come up in Dark Knight Returns. Amusement mile is just the abandoned like. Uh, have you read Killing Joke? Yes, that's where uh, Jim Gordon was okay. tortured. Okay, uh, it's just it's the it's kind of the center of 
creepy bad guy climax okay. for DC and Gotham. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Nightwing has some history with it. Mm. Um, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff. All right. Um, actually, when the Joker was fucking with everyone, um, he brought um, he. It was the kind of all the Joker was fucking people in the New Fifty Two when he was when everyone was like, okay, there's no way he would know this unless he knows who we are, because mm-hmm. he brought Batgirl Barbara Gordon to Amusement Mile, and she's like, he doesn't know that Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. He shot me just to be just because I was Jim Gordon's daughter. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's bringing Batgirl to Amusement Mile means that he knows who I am. Uh huh. And that's you'll you'll actually no you won't you only see the Batman story of it when you're reading the New Fifty Two. Balls. Oh well, I recommend reading all of them because it's all really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucks with Red uh, Red Hood too. He like sends Red Hood into like a um a hallucination thing, and he's like seeing his mom, like mm-hmm. he's a history that like his mom and her druggies and stuff like that. And they're like he's like, there's no way he would know Red Hood's mom was a druggie unless he knew I was Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. It's all that stuff, and then the whole climate, the whole end is just like Joker doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No, it's not. Uh, we're literally talking about the opposite of Joker. <laughs> Yeah, he, Joker is not in this movie. His name dropped several times. I liked how they did that. They didn't remove the presence of Joker. Like, yeah. they actually had his hand in it, but they never showed who was playing Joker. Yeah. I um. It felt like the opposite of Leia in Rise of Skywalker. It's obvious by omission. Um, that, like, you get that they didn't have someone to play him. Yes, but I also think that if they wanted to get someone to play him, they could have. Yeah. I I think this was more of like, I I think it kind of, it works in two different directions. It works with the fact that they didn't want to keep Jared Leto's, I think, just out completely. Yep. They haven't confirmed it 100%, but. He's got Morbius to do. Yeah. God damn it. He's got Morbius movies to do. That was not a joke. Move on, please. Morbius on anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the fact that they kept his face out of it made it more Harley Quinn centered. Yeah, because the moment you, it's like it's like one of those things of like bringing Batman in. Mm-hmm. The moment you show Batman, it negates everyone else's presence. Right. Um, but then the moment you show Joker's face, it negates Harley Quinn because Joker's the more powerful character. Um, so that's having, true. That's fair. Uh, having just only his arm holding her head up and out of the out of the um, acid. Mm-hmm. Which is just a clip from Suicide Squad. Was it really? Yeah. Oh! Dude, I forgot so much of Suicide Squad, and I don't want to go back and watch it. Yeah. But we're probably going to do it for Booze and Booze. We need to do another Booze and Booze. Yeah, we soon. really should. Um, oh, we need to talk. We're going to have a uh, conglomerate conversation with Andrew, or discussion about like things we actually want to do. Because I have a whole bunch of ideas of things I want to do. All right. And I actually want to get into that now that I have more time. Okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, all that to say. Um, Bad. Things that were bad. Um, one little nitpick that I think stuck with me the most is in the final fight scene, they kind of beat a whole bunch of bad guys on the inside and then just like walk out without thinking that there's like probably going to be 20 guys out there with their oh, guns trained yeah, on the exits. guns and stuff, yeah. Again, like I can kind of see Harley doing that just kind of the way her character's written. I don't see Renee Montoya doing that or Huntress. She's drunk. I don't see Huntress doing that. Huntress is used to just like is used to just sneak in and kill people. She's right, so she's always careful that she's under 
threat. That's valid. Yeah, that actually yeah. That, like, that just I, proved my own point. I don't buy that entire five character group just waltzing out into the open. I think Huntress is the only one that I can't forgive because Black Canary is not a crime fighter. She's not trained in that stuff. She's no. trained to fight. But, but she's also she's shown to be careful and independent and is the sort of person you'd expect to be just, you know, like more careful, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, common sense too. Yeah. You know there's a lot of bad guys out there. You know you beat up a lot of bad guys, but you don't know how to count to a lot. Yeah. There's there could be a dozen missing, easy. Yeah. Um I think going back to my emotional thing, um the problem with the the breakup and Harley seeking her own identity uh, for me, I think is that we don't really get any emotions related to the breakup in the first place. It's kind of just like, yeah, it happened. I think the point of it is her finding her own place. Like that, that's, right. that's the point. It's not that she's broken up about the Joker. She doesn't give a shit about the Joker. Right. She cares about how she is treated. Right. Like when she, when you leave something that gives you authority, like, or like it, I, I actually felt it a lot because to me, always being in my older sibling's shadow was really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I went to college and I joined the pride, my older sibling was very like prominent in the pride, like mm-hmm. the big person in the, in the um, fraternity and stuff. And then there was just me and I was just the little brother. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of always through ki- uh, through school. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of teachers that she, uh, that she had and it was, I was always just the little brother. Mm-hmm. It was really annoying. And I actually really felt that like, you don't, cause you were always the first. You're always in the shadow of your younger brother. It's a different and, feeling. Nice, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, that feeling of like, I I can't break out of it. I'm my uh-huh. own person. That's why moving to Oklahoma was a big thing for me. Okay, was because like, I people people didn't know my sister, mm-hmm. and I could be my own thing. Like the whole school knew me for me. Right. Then when I went to OU and joined the Pride, that was a different thing. It was, mm-hmm. it was a rehash of that. But, <laughs> yep. Um. I think that was the that was the point of the of the emotional impact, and I think that's why I got a lot of it really early. Like that's why I attached to it mm-hmm. is because I understand, and I think they did a good job of like, especially with that eavesdropping conversation, or like where she overheard her friends, mm-hmm. and like you just saw her kind of like well up a little yeah. bit, and then she just like threw the thing down and she like ran away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was a little too focused on the fact that that is like the clichéist of cliché moments for an emotional payoff. That's valid. Overhearing a conversation about yourself. Yeah. That people wouldn't be having if you're right next to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see where you're going from. I just, I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. For me, there were not many emotional stakes. And then the fact that they just basically cut off her own identity and say, okay, she's there two thirds of the way, not even two thirds of the way through the movie. Yeah. It just, it made it lose thematic momentum we'll yeah. say i get I that I, I see that yeah 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 um i think that's just it's kind of my big picture problem like i like i say i enjoyed this movie quite a bit um but it's it doesn't feel like one that's going to stick with me very well yeah and just i didn't feel a whole lot yeah um back to good briefly mm-hmm. they didn't overplay the feminism card absolutely not and they oh did, yeah, i was, was very so good. glad they did a couple like Really, only the moments that needed to, needed it to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, the I really liked the um, "It's a Man's World" song. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. Um, the um, I don't know that song. When was that song played? Uh, that was uh, uh, Black Canary was singing that song. 
Yeah, that's right. Okay. And yes. having them sing, the, having her sing it. Yeah. Like, cause it, it very much did have that. Um, fem- the the movie was was feminist. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's you have a male antagonist with a male sidekick mm-hmm. with uh the male captain that took the credit yep. with the male guy that she broke up with. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was was feminist mm-hmm. if you actually paid the fuck attention. Yeah, they didn't need to tell you, and that's what I really liked about it's, it. It's it's a fun movie and a good watchable movie in its own right if you take nothing away from it message wise yeah um so it, it was great basically all the antagonists were male but they didn't it didn't feel that way right it just felt like crazy mob boss crazy serial killer yeah not male crazy mob boss yes male exactly serial killer. they never said like all these fucking guys all the time these men all the time yeah these fucking bad guys yeah and that's exactly it was it's it's very similar this was this was a great feminist movie to me, uh, being mm-hmm. a white male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we can only say so much, right? Um, I guess, I guess, our really only perspective was like it just didn't feel like we we didn't walk into the theater feeling like men were trash. I yeah, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was ever being preached to. I yeah. just felt like I was like, yeah, you know, women are pretty cool too. Women are, you know, sometimes way fucking better than men. A lot of times, honestly. Yeah. 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 Because there was, there, they had the, the rape moments, the sexual harassment moments. Yeah. That were, uh, that were, that were tough to stomach. Yeah. Because I because knowing that shit happens. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck. There was the, like black and areas walking away from fucking Zaz. Oh no, it was just that random. It was just guy. A, yeah, random henchman. And I was like, "Oh, Carrie, come on!" Yeah. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So. It's, it, yeah. Again, it's not ham fisted, um, and it it feels like a real situation because you know that these are like bad guys, yeah. sort of guys that are not really gonna care. Yeah. Um, and you know that Harley is in kind of a vulnerable situation, having. I don't know, drunken herself into a stupor. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, we need this is this is a little too real. Yep. And then Black Canary to the rescue. Yay! Kick a dude's face through a window. Oh. So good. Fucking love her. <laughs> I need to pay attention to these actresses. I I I need to watch more movies that they're in. Most of them are kind of new. Kind of new faces. Yeah, um, and this director, she's only done eight movies. Yeah, and like all indie stuff. Yep. I haven't seen anything by her. Yep. I haven't even heard of anything by her. Yep. Um, sad thing is it came out in February, so it's not going to get an Oscar nom. Yeah, no, this isn't really an Oscar kind of movie anyway. Like Deadpool was never an Oscar movie. Yeah. It's, it's just not the sort of movie that's aiming for that sort of thing. Um, so ugly wise, uh, for spoilers, uh, I pretty much covered everything. Yeah. All the ugliest, um, all the ugliest things that aren't spoilery. Uh, nothing. I mean, the thing is, like, there's not much to spoil. Yeah, like the plot just kind of. It's a pretty straightforward plots. movie. You kind of like if you're watching the trailers, you kind of know what's coming. Yeah. Um, knowing the characters' backstories, there's not plot twists or anything. Right. Um, just just kind of hear the characters' backstory. Yep. So I guess that's pretty much all I have to say for ugly is that there's not really any spoilery but uglies. Yeah. Any questions you have about like if things are accurate? Do you see? Oh, uh, there was I th- I think there was one reference to Green Arrow mm-hmm. uh, from Black Canary from the beginning. I was watching for uh, Black Canary's reference to Green Arrow, um, and she like there's the comment about 
Huntress's bow and arrow. <laughs> she kind of makes fun of bow and arrow. Uh-huh. And she's like, it's not a bow and arrow. And so I think that was kind of the, the subtle reference to the fact that I'm assuming later she will marry Green Arrow. Cause Maybe so. That was another thing. Um, for a while, I was actually trying to think of how they might incorporate the fact that Green Arrow exists. Mm-hmm. Maybe like towards the end, she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm uh, seeing this guy from Star City. That doesn't feel true to her character. She's single-minded, focused vision of revenge right now. She's not seeing anyone. You know what would be great? What would be great? If it was, like, at the end, there was... It was just it was just this blonde guy. Like, it was... It, they mm-hmm. had secretly cast Oliver Queen. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, this uh, this really rich guy that was, like... Maybe, maybe he was in the club, and he saw Black Canary, and he fell deeply in love with her immediately. Mm-hmm. And, like, he hit on her one time, and... Oh, uh, wait. I was Uh-huh. Never mind. Go go ahead. Like he hits on her. He's like, "Hey, uh you have a really pretty voice." Um and then she like kicks him in the nuts cuz he's kind of a goofy if they do him right, not mm-hmm. fucking green up uh, the arrow, not the arrow version right now. Yeah. He like he like she like hits him in the nuts or something. She's like, "Jesus Christ, you just hit a billionaire in the nuts." <laughs> <laughs> and then that's that's all they do. They don't even reference his name. But the fact that he has he's blonde and he has a goatee. All I need all I wish it was in there. I hope there's a deleted scene in there somewhere that's just... Oh, that'd be oh, great. Just this... She just kicks Green Arrow in the nuts. It'd be great. Yeah. I also... I, I, I'm going to explain. I, I totally mixed up Black Canary and Huntress in my head. Oh, really? So I was like, Huntress, she's on a single-minded mission of revenge. She's not seeing anyone on the side. Black Canary could be. That's more plausible. I think... No, I, I think what I read from what you said is that she's just independent and she's just... Like, yeah, she is independent. And the way her character's presented, I wouldn't see her as being seeking out relationships. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yep. So... Yeah, that's... That's uh, that's all we got. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Go see it. It's not making enough money. It probably deserves to make more than it's making. It, it deserves to... It deserves to make at least a 50% profit. All right. Doesn't need to double. Doesn't mean to make billions. Definitely won't. No, it's not a billion. No one's make billions. If they're good, they make a billion. (laughs) Unless you're Endgame. How many does that make? Like high high twos. High twos. Okay. Force Awakens made like two point two. Avatar made. Oh, I guess you're talking globally. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, domestically. Domestically, Domestically, Um, if they're good, they make a billion. Yeah. So it was a. like in game and stuff made a billion domestically and then another yep. one point eight or something. Something, uh, something like that. Anyway, uh is there anything else you want to say about it? Um don't think so. Uh yeah. Alright. Those well, are my words. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh thanks for listening to our rambling and our several deviations from topic, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty on brand for us. Uh if you want to let us know what you thought about it, uh if you have a rather long winded series of words that you want to explain why we're wrong or if you just want to rant about us being white males talking about uh female ethnically diverse people uh don't do that it's a movie we can talk about movies we had a couple comments about feminism so if you guys want to bitch at us for that uh send that to <laughs> our uh our gmail um just a spam at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> no, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, uh, send it, uh, if it's long, uh, just us losers at gmail. Just us losers pod at gmail.com. Uh, that's it. That's the one. 
Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod and Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. I occasionally go on rants on Twitter. Uh, I will be. I we've done a pretty good, uh, consistent job of posting a little teaser about each episode. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it's a teaser of something that's way out of context. Yep. So, like for this one, it's just a picture of my sock. Cool. Why is there a picture of my sock? Listen to the episode to find out. Sock doesn't enter into it very much, as it turns out. Yeah. Spoiler alert for something <laughs> that happened 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, where we are terrible at posting. We used to post when our episodes come out. Yep. Um, I think as if we get more stuff in, uh, in prog and production, then we might start posting a little bit more, kind of updates on things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a YouTube. Ignore everything that's on there now. Please. So just don't go there. If you want to search it, fine, but ignore everything that's on there now. Mm-hmm. We have some stuff that's in the works that will come out on those. Eventually. Um, for the podcast, I don't know where you're listening, so there's SoundCloud, there's iTunes, 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 <laughs> Podbean, and Spotify. We're on all those. Indeed. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can. Uh, Justice Loser Pod. If you don't want to support us on Patreon, we'll come to your house and, and threaten crash you. your knees. We'll cut your face off. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, there's three tiers of that. Uh, you can look at the tiers. They're super small amounts of money. If you've got $2 in your pocket a month that you just want to fucking get rid of, uh, find a better place than us. But if you really want to, sure. Uh, Amazon has great collections of classical music, MP3 for a buck a pop. So download one of those and get the listening. Yep. Um, or give it to us. Who knows? Um, I know which one I'd rather do. Next movie, I believe we're going to review. We probably will do, uh, um, we're not going to do Bloodshot. I don't really care about that movie. I don't want to do that one. Probably Quiet Place 2. Yeah. I want to, I would like to see it. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. So we'll probably do that one next one. Uh, our standard podcast weekly at Sunday at noon. (laughs) 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 Lol. That's a funny Uh. joke. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Unless I miss anything. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Did we do the four? Bye. Red hair ing. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you with all your arm. Bye. <laughs>